there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Not to mention I have to be at Westside by two. (laughs) And we're moving. So we're kind of in a little bit of a quandary here. This is where we need the genius. We're thinking to ourselves... Okay, Mondays and Tuesdays are going to be tough for you, yeah. right? Pressers in Lincoln. You got volleyball. You got football. It's going to be tough. You've got practice. I obviously. have practice. We've got a tight little window in between. There. So I'm thinking we maybe move to Wednesdays and do a recap preview of the following week. Yeah, but we would need somebody much smarter than us, which <laughs> apparently is Sasha, especially now that she kicked Pat out, um, <laughs> to tell us if that's a good idea. You. Um, you podcasters, you let us know if that's something you you want us to do where we could preview uh, the upcoming week and recap the following week just to make the schedules fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for, it, was, it was fun last year doing the, the kind of Friday night. Yeah, post game was fun, right? Uh, got <laughs> I, I all of a sudden have new now. responsibilities, right? <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm coaching, which kind of caught me off guard. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. And I, uh, I've i got volleyball back in the, the fall this year, but – Looking at the schedule, um, I'll still be able to make it to a lot of a uh, lot of football games this year. So I'm excited. Just picked up our NSA passes today for Hale Varsity, and looking forward to getting another season of preps covered started. Yeah, it's going to be spectacular. Uh, most recently, the Super Six comes out. Um, a lot of the the usual suspects, right? I mean, it uh, it is Bellevue West. Uh, it's a little Central. It's a little Lincoln Southeast. And we've got a representative from Columbus, Columbus, yeah. with Mr. Hausman. So I mean, we're diversifying yeah. a little bit. I think guys like Dayo maybe just missing out. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I saw the next kind of the next tier, which yeah. was like a Gage Stanger, um, a Jake Gassaway. I think Dom Rezac belongs in that discussion yeah. most definitely. So I mean. It's highly, highly competitive, but very highly decorated, especially early on with what's going on with offers. And we've even got a guy in Devin Jackson from Burke who has yet to commit. Yeah. And I think you just look at it, it is a pretty, I think it's a pretty easy call for the six just in terms of the name recognition yeah. and the offers and who those guys are at this point. But there's, there's a lot more talent beyond just those six. Those are kind of the easy to identify ones. If you're going to do something like this, they probably got it right. Those are the ones. But like you mentioned, especially if you look over across uh, across the river, got a couple guys over there, obviously Gage Stenger, a, a power conference commit. Um, and then you've got some really good um, high school players that are going to go play at the uh, – um, Yeah, Caden Becker yeah, just, yep. out, just outside of that list. You know, it's kind of interesting because this year perhaps more than many others – there's probably three of the Super Six who statistically probably don't line up with the national recruiting rankings and the offer list, right? Caden Helms, Micah, Duck, Mike, Micah Riley Ducker, and obviously Devin Jackson, Jackson yeah. who has yet to commit, right? 
kind of known more on the track side. You ever do you remember a year where it's as much about potential as much it has as it has been on the field play? Uh, not really, especially in the, the the OPS not playing last year kind of threw a big wrench into that. Oh, and, yeah. and just I think that's a huge part of it because we did at see, least for Devin Jackson, yeah, for Devin because Jackson, we did Mike O'Reilly and Woods. and and Caden Helms did play. But even for those guys, they only got six games, seven right. games or whatever. And one, you're you're blowing teams out mo- most of the season. Those guys aren't playing deep in the fourth quarter. They've got uh, Keegan Johnson, obviously, attracting most of the, <laughs> hey, the targets. off to so. a decent start at Iowa, right? So, yeah, that that's... <laughs> yeah. And they're too deep already. So, Shock. Yeah. So, a team like Bellevue West, the, the ball is going to be spread out a little bit with as many options as they have. So, that that's kind of understandable. Uh, but, yeah, just kind of look at the... The, the overall total production from this group, maybe not quite uh, Even Hausman, what you'd expect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who I think his coming out party, for me anyway, was the game against Bellevue yep. West. Right? He could make the case that he was maybe the best player on the field that Heard night. a couple people with that kind of similar sentiment, too, coming away from watching that game. Just could not hold the edge. They couldn't block the edge. And, of course, a lot of that edge was the block destruction from Ernest Hausman. Yeah. Right, a a very long, lean, big, strong kid out of Columbus. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see kind of once he once he gets here to Nebraska and um, kind of gets in that program and how, how how they shape him and mold him there. Yeah, he's the like edge. Putty, yeah. right, yeah. or Play Doh or Clay, <laughs> a real blank slate because that that's a position that's really continuing to evolve at Nebraska, uh, and they're looking at a few different types of guys to play. Um, it's the outside linebacker, but they've got a few different types within um, even on. And the he'll team play right on now. the inside for yeah. Columbus, right? So he kind of, you know, he kind of reminds me of a little, uh, kind of as a runner hitter, a multifaceted guy is is Randolph Kapai, where um, you weren't sure if he's going to be an inside guy, an outside guy, the Maga Clements, yeah. those guys that have. Oh, oh Huli's playing outside right now too. Yeah, I, I tell thing. you what, when Huli showed up on campus, just to see his size. Yeah. Well, he's a big, strong kid from the islands in Hawaii. So I think Nebraska is starting to kind of establish a blueprint for what they're after at that linebacking spot, and maybe they can just plug and play. Well, and uh, Hausman kind of gets the season started off uh, with the test uh, um, at, at Omaha Central yeah. on th- to start the, the season there on that first Friday night. So good, get a chance to see him going up against the, uh, Deshaun Woods in that offensive line at Central. Yeah, I think that's, a at least on paper, has got potential to be a pretty good offensive line. They've got some things to figure out at quarterback at Omaha Central, but they've got Jalen Lloyd, who they can hand the ball off to. Uh, the consummate track and field star, great triple jumper, good long jumper, a national caliber track guy. Central on paper looks the part, especially up front, but with like a lot of these teams that we talked about last week, it's going to kind of boil down to quarterback. Yeah. And that, again, like you said, that is the, the question. So you, you feel good at Gretna. You feel good at Lincoln East. Yeah. Uh, Bellevue West, you feel pretty good about it. I think you feel wins. good, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I uh, still think that's Johansson's job to I lose. I agree. But I, you still feel good regardless. I agree. And so w- once you get past uh, some of those names, then you start looking at um, guys that either haven't played before or – are looking to step up and kind of make more names for themselves. Yeah, so you'll have at Southeast, it's imperative that they get good quarterback play because one of our Super 6, Jake Applegate, who we did in reference, who both you and I like. I think it kind of started um, in basketball. 
Uh, we really liked his athleticism. Kid his, throwing down alley oops at, at 15U level uh, for basketball. I'm like, tremendous size. <laughs> you know, he's um, and I think at this stage in their physical development, he's ahead of both Luke and Isaac Gifford. So now I don't know if he's going to be six five. You know, 250 like Luke is right now, but considerably yeah. bigger than Isaac. Yeah, I was going to say, he's pretty close to that already, yeah. about 6'4 and change. Yeah. Um, he's got a good, strong frame. He always has. So there's a lot to work with there. On. And, and, a, and a really good hybrid. So, But for them, you, you, you've got the younger Tuioti, who I think is going to really help. Um, they've got some fellas at Southeast. The ability to establish quality quarterback play will be the thing. Kind of like at Millard South, although you have a much more familiar name taking snaps. Yeah. What's it mean for the rest of their offense in Gage Stanger? As he, in, in essence, kind of has a little bit of a, of not necessarily a position change, but he was one of their more dynamic playmakers on the outside. They brought him back in to play some quarterback at the second half or the last third of last season to give them a new dynamic. He's going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and I think that kind of experience does help them. Uh, transition um it, it's always tough there when uh at the high school level a lot of times you do want to put your best athlete at quarterback and just let him go make plays but at the same time when he's your best pass catcher you'd like to be able to get him the ball in multiple ways as well so it'll be interesting to see kind of if um it's just going to be him all, all season or if they do have somebody else that they can work in there and maybe um in the red zone try to go get uh gauge kind of split out wide and get him some one-on-one matchups team that's kind of flying under the radar at least kind of amongst their peer group, but I think belongs in the top four or five is Elkhorn South, right? Ben Warren, uh, Cole, Cole Ballard, Ballard, Chase Emsick, Maverick just, Noonan. Emsick just committed to Augustana. Yeah, yeah. big really, boy. <laughs> re- really good get. And you know what? Coming off a double knee surgery from two years ago, really getting his legs underneath him. Coy Wilkie, a fantastic talent. Another guy that could be playing basketball. Yeah. Right? He kind of just settles in on football. But again, for Elkhorn South, quarterback play, I think, will be the difference for them. And and what, what do they want to do on offense? Yeah. Well, and Scratis, uh split time there with uh, Dylan Krause last year. So yeah. you've got a guy there that has some experience at that position, has yeah. played before, which is more than a lot of guys that we're talking about here in these top 10 that are trying to break in somebody entirely new like Southeast. Yeah, I, see, I think, see, and I think Southeast is one of those teams. We kind of talked about this on the morning show a little bit with – being able to run the football in consistency. And I remember we were talking to Howard Griffith from the Big Ten, and we were asking him about, you know, Illinois. That was the team that comes to mind. And running the ball 63% of the time. Bielema's a 63% of the time guy. Their offensive coordinator from App State has averaged running it about 63% of the time. And we asked Howard, hey, in the Big Ten, can you win running the ball 63% of the time? And as the former fullback, he said, you know what? I hate to say this out loud, but it would be very difficult. That reminds me a little bit of Elkhorn South, right? Because what did we say all year? They run the ball really well. They were really good up front. But they needed to find a way to get chunk plays, to be more dynamic on offense. And we saw early on against Westside in the state championship, Krause was exceptionally good throwing the football. I thought that that was – he saved his best for last. Coy Wilkie was fantastic, and I thought to myself, where was this versatility in their offense all season? And they're thinking, or they tell me, DB, we're in the state championship. Where did it need to be, right? But they showed flashes of being able to kind of get vertical in the passing game. If that holds true to form, 
that's a different kind of offense. Definitely. And again, Ben Warren's electric. I was going to say, Ballard is tough. Yeah, you won't find probably a better one two punch at running back. Um, Obviously, you've got some dynamic players, LJ Richardson uh, foremost among them. But in terms of looking at a one two combo there, um, Ballard Ballard and Warren. Yeah, those those guys are tough. And especially if they do find some kind of lineman to fill it. Because obviously, you had some multi year starters there up front kind of paving the way last year and some very talented players. So you got a lot to replace up there. But if they've got, I mean, school like that you know it's they're just gonna kind of plug and play out there so if they can step in and um really hit the ground running no pun intended they've got a chance to be a dominant um kind of rushing offense as well if they can keep defenses honest like you said i definitely think dom rezak is a guy that could play some defense too but how do you parse through kind of the recruiting and the evolution compare and contrast lj richardson who's fantastic a little bigger um, probably not quite as fast as Adam Rizak, you know, but he's a legit 10, 800 meter guy. Um, but he goes about 210. You know, Dom's, <laughs> Dom's probably closer to the 190 range. When you look and compare the two in terms of their recruiting, and obviously Dom is an Air Force guy, um, commit out of Omaha West Side, could we return to the year of the running back? I think so. it, those, those are two very good running backs. Those guys are a lot of fun to watch, and they both really kind of came into their own home last run year. threats. Um, not, neither, uh, I think, previously Dom is just kind of an athlete searching in search of a position. Like where do I, where does he fit best? Where can he make the most uh, the most impact? And he really settled in there at that running back and had a phenomenal year. And then LJ Richardson obviously had some good players ahead of him at, at Bellevue West. Really came on strong last year, and he is just so much fun to watch. So. Uh, you start with those two. We mentioned the Elkhorn South guys. You've got some other talented players throughout the state. Um, I, I think the running game in Nebraska is in a very good place heading into this 2021 season. So we, we've kind of taken a look at some of the, the preseason top 10 list. Coach, uh, Coach, Coach Pospisil. Stu came out with his top 10 list. We've seen some others from some media outlets uh, around the state. One of the teams I think that's hard to kind of agree on, but arguably outside of Lincoln East, has the best quarterback in the state in Gretna. Class A bound. I kind of like them in the top 10. What do you think is on the big stage next for a guy like Flores? Yeah, I was going to say, you you start with the quarterback, the most important position in football, even at the high school level, if you've got a guy that can be a difference maker there. Um, that can cover up for a lot of other things. The question is, obviously, he had one of the the, the best wide receiver combos in the oh, state yeah. last year. With Marshall and company, yeah. And um, both those guys are gone. So who's he throwing to, and what does the line look like up front? Um, that Because he he barely got touched last season. So um, th- that, that'll be the key again, keeping it. Because if you keep him clean... Um, he's going to find guys all over the field. You don't necessarily need a guy that can uh, get 10 yards of separation when you got a guy as accurate as he is. So that's going to be the key for them, who kind of steps up into those receiver spots, and can they keep him upright uh, like they did last year to let him pick defenses apart. So I kind of like Kearney um, in the top 10. I think Lincoln East belongs in the top 10. I think Lincoln Southeast belongs in the top 10. I would probably go some semblance of Bevy West, Flip a coin between Millard South and Elkhorn South. I like Lincoln Southeast right there. I like West Side. I like Prep. Um, you know, I mentioned Lincoln East. How do you, where do you come out on kind of 
OPS with Omaha North and Omaha Burke, who I think are a little ahead of Omaha Central, but not by much when you're looking at that that trio from OPS. Yeah, I think the the kind of the the seven you rattle off there, it's a pretty good top seven. I think those are the ones that we feel most confident about in some order. Um, after that, it does kind of open up a little bit, and that's where you can see um, the OPS schools kind of uh, hop in there. Obviously, um, you look at Stu's rankings, he's got Burke there at that number nine spot. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that just kind Raise, of... Razor difference between Omaha North and Omaha Burke. And I think you can't yeah. have one without the other. And, and both teams will need to stay very, very healthy. Not a ton of depth. And we'd have to ask Stu, wouldn't be surprised, like if, if North was at number 11, just just missed out, kind of just pick a, pick a name out of a hat once you get past that top seven or eight or so. Uh, but obviously you've got um, Devin Jackson there. Um, excited to see Me too. how they use him, what he's able to do this year, because the speed is undeniable. We just haven't seen him at the varsity level be the kind of player that he can be and that he's expected to be as kind of the, the highly tied recruit he is because he didn't get a play last year. Right. And he was in a specialty role as a sophomore when he kind of broke out and started uh, getting that attention. So, um, but you just kind of, I think that's respect to um, what they've done over there uh, and kind of the, the talent they've built up over the last few years. Uh, obviously, I think probably it hurts their depth uh, missing out on last year, both combination of guys leaving and, some younger guys, uh, guys just not getting the reps to get better. There's only so much you can do when you're in the weight room, when you're practicing um, without the, the live game reps to, to really uh, kind of make that leap. So that that's the question there. And then North is in the same spot. You've got Keyshawn Williams, who's one of the better all-around athletes yeah. uh, that, that'll be playing football this year in the Metro. I'm excited to see kind of the roles that they put put him in and the way that he is able to impact the game in multiple ways. Um, I was, at North, you're always going to have good line play, you expect. Um, we got some big guys up front. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with their defensive line. Yeah, uh, we'll see how the offensive line rounds out and how much they can platoon. But that front four will be as good as advertised. They're as good as anybody else in the state, and I, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Yeah. So I, I think that it's probably like you said, those two, and then Central is kind of in that mix as well. Um, just kind of with some of the athletes they have there. We'll see, again, quarterback, um, all three schools probably, um, is yeah. <laughs> is going to be a, the big question mark. We keep coming back to that, but um, that's kind of the theme of um, kind of the uncertainty heading into the season here for a lot of schools. So what are you doing with Papillion and, and Papio South? Papillion's had a couple of key injuries yeah. that I think have uh, change the trajectory, I think, a little bit, but especially kind of for where, yeah, especially for a team like that where um, they had those kind of key players, a Tyson Money, a Caden Johnson, Kate a Will Johnson Huber. was really, yeah. really good. Yeah, so you had some really key players. You don't necessarily know last year. Um, do they have the the full depth? Um, Money's got the yeah. back. Caden yeah. has the ACL. I, it's just it's, it's been a tough spot. It's yeah. a tough spot for Papio because I. I actually like the direction they were moving. Yeah. I like their strength and conditioning. The numbers in their program are really, really good. But a couple of key off-season injuries have have kind of changed my outlook a little bit. And, and that that that'll that, that'll be the case for everybody. You, you lose two or three of your best. Yeah, you players. just can't replace depth like that Not in at the high, high school, school level. Right? Yeah, and especially for guys like that, that money is one of the fastest um, receivers, DBs, whatever, um, whatever you want to put them. Um, one of the fastest kind of weapons on the outside in the Metro. And that's a big loss. Kate Johnson, you mentioned. Um, it's a really geez. good player. Yeah. 
just a tackle on machine um, force on defense. And so if, if those guys aren't able to be a big part of uh, kind of the game plan for you, where do you go? Uh, you're going to have to turn to some younger guys that that haven't done it at the same level as those guys. So um, that's a team that probably is hopefully um, some of those guys can get healthy. They can kind of get back closer to where they were hoping to be. But in the meantime, some young guys are going to have to step up and um, really kind of learn on the job. What do you think about Papio South? Pretty good freshman incoming class. Good skill. They struggled up front. Yeah. Not very good size. They're still trying to kind of grow into that role on the offensive and defensive lines. What about the Titans? Yeah, that's kind of team a few years back, kind of in the mix there. Really Two good really game. good incoming classes. Right, you kind of like to start to see and, that pay dividends. And, and that's what you need to. You need to be a team that gets better from game one to game six to game nine. Um, hopefully, if you've got some good classes coming in, that means you're going to play some of those guys early on. Hopefully, they can go win you some jobs. And then you could hope for uh, kind of an upward trajectory all season long because that's a team that kind of used to being in the mix a little bit. Last couple of years, they've been down a little bit. So hopefully, you mentioned kind of the, the young guys coming in here can kind of get them back to, to where they were a few years back. Speaking of young and having it probably pay dividends this year, it's Omaha Westside's opening opponent at Creighton Prep. I probably slot them, you know, that. That, that six seven eight area. I mean, they're right there. Really good on the offensive and defensive lines, and a Charmer, trio uh, of good running backs. Yeah, Charmer Brown in particular. We got his name belongs in that discussion that we were talking about earlier. I think he's gonna have a huge year. Um, yeah, he, he's continued to get bigger, stronger. Um, you said that offensive line is gonna be running behind. Uh, guys yeah, see, like they, Sam see, they yeah they rolled the dice yeah. two years ago and went young, right? We saw them in the opener, and I'm thinking not very dynamic on offense when Omaha North played them and. You know what? They just hung in there. And even last year, Sled started out at tight end. They slid yeah, him, inside, him inside, made that in-season move. And I think it's definitely going to pay off for both him uh, and his long-term uh, outlook and the team this year. Now that he's kind of got those snaps under his belt, now he can be part of, of that unit moving forward. And he's a big, strong kid. Big, strong kid. And how about a dark horse where, and I know Stu liked Millard West. I think he put them in his top 10. I'm not as high on Millard West, but I make sure extremely high on Kirk Peterson. So it's, I, it's, it's hard for me to separate his coaching prowess from what I think they're going to get back from a returning roster. It's hard to undersell them. But I may like the other school yeah. in Millard on 144th and Pacific. Coach Petito has some young guys that can play. Yeah, and it, it's tough to know exactly. Like, obviously, Northwest went 2-7 and seven last year. But they see no, I, I think I don't think anybody had worse luck all season long than the day they did. Just consistently guys getting banged up in and out of the lineup. You lose your quarterback who was playing well at that uh, at that point. Um, they, they just had all kinds of things go wrong for them. They lost some some key weapons on the outside, but you've got some some running backs coming back. Um, they, they obviously had to play a, a few different quarterbacks last year. So hopefully um, somebody in there got some experience ready to step in and um Hopefully they'll have better luck this year and uh, health wise and able to kind of just show what they can do. But Miller North is a team. Are we that, kind of in agreement yeah. that that's a little bit of a dark horse. They're flying under the radar. Miller North, Miller South. That first Friday of the season, that's yeah. going to be a really interesting to see. Kind of gauge where Miller North is right now. Yeah, they'll be replacing Quaintance, but I'm telling you, Isaiah McMorris. They lose Big Zeff. Uh, who was a phenom in the Shrine Bowl up front, both offensively and defensively, uh, a state championship caliber wrestler. Like, you'll miss those guys and that leadership. But, man, he went young. 
And can they finally stay healthy? That's the thing about Millard North. I think they have better talent than they've had in a while. Can they stay healthy? That's a big question for everybody, and hopefully it's not a major storyline this year. We've already talked about Papio, uh, Pepe and the Miss has been hit by it. Hopefully it isn't something that spreads and that well, a lot of teams will have to deal with all year. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic upcoming season. We hear the music. That's about as efficient as it gets. That is rapid fire. <laughs> 30-something minutes already, and you're thinking you just sat down and got <laughs> off the interstate from Lincoln. We'll be back next week. We'll preview a little bit of Class B. I I think outside of Aurora, who most would put at one, we'll see what happens with the rest. We'll sort out what we do with you on Wednesday versus Monday. Let us know uh, on Twitter. Um, He's at Jacob Padilla. I'm at Damon Benning. Mondays versus Wednesday recaps and previews versus trying to set the schedule. We'll bring you the best we can. Regardless of what we do, we'll give you the best we got. He's one of the good ones. That's JP. I'm Old DB. Back next week, this is Nebraska Preps Postgame. A Huda Media Production.